My trust? No. Again, he still has all this time to work this, this agreement to basically prove that this was the right decision. Well, good morning again, ladies and gents. Welcome along to the latest Open Commute podcast from Bunkered in association with Callaway. We are live right now, in fact, in the bowels of the media centre at Royal Liverpool Golf Club ahead of the 151st Open Championship. Hello, Michael McEwen here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I keep saying good morning. It might not be wherever you are. It could be like the middle of the afternoon. It could be the middle of the night. So... I hope I haven't alienated anyone with that very, very insensitive opener. A man prone to insensitivity, bunkered editor Bryce Ritchie. <laughs> Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. My hangover's gone away. Yes. As you well know, I went out last night and got a bit carried away at uh, half past ten and realised I could probably keep going, so I did keep so you going. you did, yes. Yeah, so... You I'm enjoyed the bright lights of Liverpool. Yes, I regretted that this morning heavily, but uh, sod it, we move on. Exactly. But you're feeling better. You're looking better than you did at 10 a.m.-ish, whenever yes. it was you rolled in. Thank you. I'm also poorer because I went to the merch tent. Oh, we'll come to that. Yes, yeah. I, I gather so. you've, you've, you've dropped some dough, as they would say. Yes, yes. But so good. you're here, as is Alex Perry, a.k.a. Token. Once again, welcome. I'm determined to make that stick, Mr. Associate Editor. How are you doing? <laughs> I think I prefer Token. <laughs> have you figured out what Associate Editor means yet? <laughs> Because, by the way, neither just, Bryce nor I have. <laughs> just a fancy job title for a fancy man. Oh, yes. I like it. Wouldn't have it any other way. So thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Busy old day today. Bryce, I'm going to come to you first because I asked Alex this yesterday. It was his first day on site on Monday. It's your first day on site today. Give me a little bit of a sense of what you've seen, what you've liked, what you've disliked, and indeed the money you've spent on the merch. Yeah, merch tent cost me a good couple of hundred quid. No, not all, not all of it was for me. A uh, couple of hundred quid? Yeah, you got a wee boy who wants some proper merch. He's a bit like his father, he likes merch. And my logo. Does he or does his logo. dad just like buying it? Well, that's true as well. Uh, but yeah, that, that was that. Uh, you're a poor wee like, boy, you're going to go back and you'll be like, oh, I've got you some more merch. And he'll be like, oh, thanks, oh, Dad. Try that with other Seven Jesus. Masters t-shirts. I don't want it to say, but the, my problem with the merch tent is I don't want it to say 151st Royal Liverpool. You just want it, it open. I just want it to yeah. be open stuff. That's what the Masters does really well. Yeah. It's just Masters. There's quite a lot of that. I think I said this last year, there's not a lot of generic open stuff. And I don't know why they don't do more of that. I know they've got, a, like, I don't know how the licenses work, you know, like, Travis Matthew, you've got old Tom Morris stuff, but they don't do enough with like old Tom Morris and James Braid. They could sell those brand names. I would buy that. <laughs> but there's not like generic t shirts and. No, that's not, true. There is, but there's not enough of it. But it's, it's some pretty cool stuff. So, a couple hundred quid gone. Mrs. Ritchie will be listening to this. She got nothing. She got nothing. She got nothing. No, oh, she's brutal. not interested. She got nothing. Pure Mrs. Ritchie. So but thing, away, away from the merch then, what. Things what I did don't you like the weather. <laughs> Been a brutal uh, day today. Yeah, not that great. It's cold, and I'm going to have to speak to someone at RNA Media to turn on the heating. They're fed up sitting <laughs> in press tents that are Baltic. Here's another one. I'm cold right now. So it's this, because sooner of the we lack get this done, stuff the, up the, top. Up top, yeah, that's an at issue. At least you as well. bought your coat. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah you <laughs> Nothing don't. on, basically. I know. But I don't like the golf course in uh, in the colour. Jeez, I mean, it's the wrong colour. Wow. God, you finished it's gone that. <laughs> I wanted it to be that bronze and it's not yeah. it looks like it's going to be soft 
you can watch guys, I don't know what hole it is, but you can watch guys fire balls into flags and they're spinning the ball back. And I just, what's going on? I don't like that. Mm-hmm. That's not what I think, it's not what I thought we were getting four or five weeks ago. There's nothing you can do about the weather. It is what it is. But I, I think that to me is quite a significant change which I think the RNA will be heartbroken by, to be quite honest. But we'll find out on Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday morning rather, when Martin Slumbers comes in here. I'm pretty sure he's not going to sit up on the desk right behind us, because we're in an interview room just now. He's not going to sit up on the desk and go, oh, the weather's shite, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but he's thinking it. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Alex, it's been a busy day on the press conference front. You sat in with Brooks Kepka. I did. Now, you wrote a really good piece on the website, bunker.co.uk, obviously. And you explained why you believe Brooks Kepka is one of the more interesting people to listen to in a press conference. Now, that struck me as odd straight off the bat because he tends to not say much. Why is he so interesting? I think that's exactly the reason why he's so interesting, isn't it? Because I said... (laughs) It's like, what's the song that goes, you say it, but I'm not going to sing again. I sang Ronan it the first Keating, time. I believe. Ronan yes. Keating, yeah. When you say nothing at all. When you say nothing at all, yeah. He's, he's just absolutely, he's intense. For me, when he, so as we're sitting, looking at the stage, the, the, the players walking through the door on the left and sort of everyone, you hear the door open and everyone looks over and we've done this a thousand times, but you can just tell within seconds the kind of mood he's in. For starters, he sat up there and the gentleman introducing him mispronounced his name and, Ooh, we, and we, got, we got our first huge Brooks Kepka eye roll. Absolutely <laughs> tremendous. And from that moment Brilliant. on, you're just gripped. You know it's going to be tremendous. <sighs> on a scale of one to Bryson, who was the eye roll? <laughs> Bry- Bryce, maybe. Oh, um, but it was, it was... What did he call him? If it wasn't I, Kepka? I, he just stumbled over Kepka. Oh. It was like Kepka, Kepka, like that, basically, yeah. <laughs> so, and then hilariously, the website spelt it Kapika as well for oh, the, on the transcript. Oh, so it's very funny. It's like, and and then they put him in a tea time with Patrick Cantley. So there's going to be yeah. some serious <laughs> eye rolling on Blowing. Thursday and Friday if Bryson hasn't killed someone by then. He's <laughs> going to be slung in a jail somewhere in Liverpool. <laughs> he just looks as though he wants to bite somebody's head off all the time. Yeah, and he the media like seem to be ripe for the picking, yeah. don't they? Well, we Great. talked about this yesterday and um, obviously you come to these big tournaments and you do get the journalists who are the, the chief sports writers who aren't golf specialist writers and they want to try and get a line for their publications and that's understandable. But today it was he got, he got asked about brown sauce. He really liked brown sauce. He just had some before he came in for his interview and he got asked about his affection for Manchester United. What? And he said... <laughs> He was like, yeah, I went to a game like during the 2014 Ryder Cup. I took Rory McIlroy's tickets and went and watched the game and that was it. It was West Ham 2-1. I looked it up Ooh. and stuff like that. And you, you're just sort of sitting there thinking it's quite nice as colour, but this isn't helping me in any way, shape or form. <laughs> this is just not. It's inter- Manchester United fan Brooks Kepka. Hilariously, he was sat there and he was, he was swatting away questions about golf because they obviously get these incredibly boring and generic questions to open the press conference it's almost to ease them in isn't it like how are your preparations going mm. what do you think of the golf course and he mm. just he absolutely straight batted them another cricket term there we go got oh, it in no. three Jesus. podcasts in a row and, and you've sung in two out of three you don't think I've not noticed <laughs> um, yeah so he swatted those away and then when he got asked about fatherhood which is coming up for him and, and his wife Jenna 
that was when you f- saw the first smile and he lit up and he made a couple of jokes about Jenna doing all the work while he goes out and plays golf and things like that. And all, all the jokes that we all- It's like we, the Ritchies. That we all, yeah. <laughs> then, there was, <laughs> then there was an unbelievable question from someone who said, he, he said, now you've moved to live golf, does that, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it was, does, does that allow you the financial freedom to, to have, you know, start a family? <laughs> and I was like, well, hang on, well, all these people, how much money did he have before he yeah, went to live? 50 mil? $12 million house. <laughs> yes. Uh, we can, sorry, we can't have a child now. We can't afford it. Poor, impoverished Brooks. I love the idea that, that Brooks kept going generous at home and, and Jenna's going, I really want to start a family. And he's going, oh, but I've only got 50 mil in the bank. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we need 150 million. And I've million. been to the merch tent and everything. We just, <laughs> we have to start again. I want to read that story now. It's going to be something like, Kepka, a fan of brown sauce, revealed today that he can now finally start a family. Brackets, he went to see Man United in 2014 and they lost. But it, it doesn't really matter what he's saying. You know that it's... I mean, at, at the Masters, he was absolutely fantastic talking about Liv and sort of implying that he'd made the wrong decision. And he talked about how if he perhaps hadn't had his inj- injury, he might he may not have moved to Liv. So he's, he's, he's it doesn't matter what he's saying or what kind of mood he's in. He's absolute box office. And I, I just love him. I just, there just, you go. Controversial. Speaking of controversial, John Ram, you heard him at the top of the show there talking about Jay Monaghan, Bryce... I don't know why we expected any different, or did we expect any different, for players to be asked about the relationship with the embattled commissioner of the PGA Tour. John Ram was asked about it, and he said that he still has his full trust. He believes he deserves time to turn it around. It sounds like someone asking a football chairman about a manager that's lost you know, five games on the spin a little bit. Yeah. What do you make of the... I, I guess the vibes coming out of the, the press are so far some, and the way the players have yeah, been quizzed on this one. Some people are, there's both sides of the fence, aren't there? The Ram seems to be a wee bit more. I actually find Ram's take on Liv quite odd. Mm. He seem, he's, he's the opposite of a lot of other people. He's on A lot of the times he's been the opposite of what Rory McIlroy said. Um, there was a few people last week that made a few comments about Monaghan that were not painting Monaghan in a, in a good light at all. Mm. Then Ram's, you know, fairly... Fairly positive, I would say, maybe. But I'd, have we we keep going over old ground? This is the problem. I can see why Rory ducked out of his press conference because I don't think he wants to get dragged into this. And it's not maybe he doesn't feel that confident in just batting off the questions. Mm. But it, maybe Ram. I think Ram is a bit more of a straight shooter, maybe. Yeah. And I think he's quite honest on with the greatest respects. To Ram, his opinion on Jay Monin, I don't think it's as important or as wanted as Rory's. You don't think it moves the needle as much? I don't think it, it does in that sense. I think when Rory says something, I think people are a bit more affected by what he's saying. Alex, do you agree with that? No disrespect to John Ram, but I just get that feeling. Yeah, no, it's fair. I do agree. I do agree. Rory McIlroy is, uh, whether he likes it or not, is the spokesman for the game. People yeah. listen to him and care what he has to say. I'm not saying in any way that people don't care what John Ram has to say. But he doesn't, for want of a better phrase, move the needle in that sense the way that Rory McIlroy does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's probably fair. I don't think it's the last time that someone's going to be asked about the relationship with Jay Monaghan this week. There's a few more pressers taking place on Wednesday. One final presser that t- took place today was Colin Morikawa. By the way, I can't believe we've ignored the world number one Scottish f yet <laughs> again. But Colin Morikawa, the 2021 Champion Golfer of the Year, he was in here earlier and... Amongst other things, he made a very interesting comment about 
Well, it's that age-old one, isn't it? Is, is it the Open or is it the British Open? Have a listen to, to what Colin had to say. Uh, well, I definitely called it the British Open the year I won, and then people gave me hate for it. So then I called it the Open last year, um, but I played better when I called it the British Open. So I might call it the British Open. But obviously, British retains to certain parts of Europe, but I guess, uh, yeah, whatever. I, I'm not too good with this whole geography world stuff. Um, I think people understand whether you say British Open or the Open. Um, at the end of the day, if you win it, you can call it whatever the hell you want. Okay, so there we have it. Colin reckons that if you've won it, you can call it whatever you want. And he seems to be content to, well, one day it might be the Open, the next day it might be the British Open. Bryce, what is it? The Open or the British Open? Who cares? <laughs> Let's be honest. Who gives a shit? I think... I think it is. The, everyone knows it's the open, but it doesn't. It genuinely doesn't offend me if the Americans in the room. That's what we're talking about here, isn't it? The Americans call it the British, or the British Open. That's what they see it as. But that's where the hypocrisy comes from. I know because if you call it the U.S. Masters, hell, know, men, just, some if people, you call it the U.S. PGA, well, they want to come at you. I don't. Who's really complained about calling it the U.S. Open? And the problem is that the Open has a uh, not the U.S. Open, the U.S. Masters. The Open has a bit of a, an issue because. The RNA have changed the name of the tournament quite a few times in the last hundred years. It was known as the Open Golf Championship. That's what their program said in like the nineteen thirties, all the way up to like the sixties. And Bryce would know because he was there to buy Shut it. Shut it! <laughs> you just, you did ask for that. I'm pretty sure when I was going through DC Thompson's, there's a, so our publisher DC Thompson has a an archive of old pictures, and I looked through them last last year, and I'm ninety. 4.5% sure that I've seen uh, branding that said British Open. Yeah, but subs could have been shite back then as well. I mean, yeah, no, 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 not that. <laughs> actual branding, I'm saying oh, branding, at a tournament, right, so I'm right, going right. to try and find it. And then they changed it to the Open Championship. There's, well, I remember it being known as the Open Championship in the 80s and, and the, and the okay. 90s. But then I remember they changed it to the Open. When, when did it become the 2003, Open? 2003. 2003 yeah. or five. It's been about 20 years. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're paying the price of changing the name of the... T if it just been the Open Championship, then fine. But they've tried to sort of get it to just the Open. And and look, look behind you on I the know. stage right now. Staring you in the face. There's a word missing and it begins with B. But I do th I do find it quite, quite funny how they got upset by it. And I think you... Did you not ask... Mark, Mark Slumbers, Slumbers this Slumbers, last yeah. year, and he just basically climbed off the stage and shook you by the neck. Stop <laughs> it. Call it the Open. They were so upset that Ben Curtis won their off. tournament, they changed the name. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, we seem to talk about this now every year for the last three or four years. It's become quite a funny, what's it called? Yeah. I, quite, I actually quite enjoy it. But It's a good back and forth, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Alex, the, the Americans... And we love all of you who listen. Do not get us wrong. We love it. every single one of you. Very important asterisk I'm about to put on the next point. But they do give sporting events some weird names. You know, the World Series. <laughs> the World Series. Which so. is only in America. Yep. You know, the NFL. I mean, that's, what's it they call it? America's game. Well, yeah, that's fine. That's because all 32 of your teams are in America. <laughs> so should we be pulling people up more for getting the name of such an important tournament wrong? Or should we be like Bryce and just go, nah, sod it? No, I'm 100% with Bryce. I'm not going to be argumentative in this podcast. The, uh, oh, why not? For me... <laughs> makes a great lesson, this. Jesus. <laughs> Guys agree, and that's the, what people want to hear. The Americans 
refer to the US Open quite often as the Open. They their the Open. Wrong. They just they just refer to it as the Open yeah, because it's, because the it's national their national Open. championship. Yeah, yeah, no, so true. if they want to differentiate between that and just make, make sure there's no confusion between the US Open and the British Open, that's fine. My biggest issue with it is geography, and we did the Great Britain UK thing already on the podcast. Oh my word, that went and well. I just Northern Ireland is not part of Great Britain, so it cannot be the British Open. So that's for me. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, this is absolutely not a petition for Americans to start calling it the UK Open. I don't want to, I don't want to start that thing. It's, like a, it's a snooker tournament, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a, or like a video game and they haven't got the rights to the Open. So it's called it the UK Open. Yeah, the UK Open. Eamon Holmes is the new starter. I'd love to see that. But no, I haven't. I mean, what you were talking See, about- be the, careful what you wish for. That's well, exactly, point. exactly. Yeah. What you were talking about before, there, there is archive footage from the RNA and their official films through like the 70s and the 80s were called the British Open films. Is that right? Mm. Yeah. So I don't know why they're getting all uppity about it, but no. that's what we do best, isn't it? Gives so. us something to do. Exactly, suppose. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, loads more to come from us on today's episode of the Open Commute in association with Callaway. Do not go anywhere. All golfers can agree, hitting it far feels great. But does it feel great? A first in forging has created irons that have never felt better. Paradigm was precisely constructed with the first ever AI design forged 455 face cup and an all new speed frame to enhance speed and feel, earning 15 out of 15 stars from the Golf Digest hot list. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway. Welcome back to today's Open Commute in association with Callaway Golf, brought to you by Bunkered Michael, Bryce and Alex here at Royal Liverpool in the Media Centre. Bryce freezing his etc's off. So, yes, I thought we'll, you guys were from Scotland. Like, yeah, isn't it cold I, I, all the time? It's warmer yeah, up I, there than it is here. I don't like the cold. Yeah, and I don't Alex, know what Greta's talking about. It's freezing <laughs> and it's raining. I don't know what Alex is talking about. Well, you're from Scotland. Never heard of global warming. <laughs> Last time I checked, Scotland was part of the globe. Yeah, how dare you? Anyway, enough chat from us for right now. Earlier in the week to kick off the Open Championship, the RNA created something called the Open Invitational, which was basically lots and lots of famous people coming here to play a little bit of golf on the course. I think they all played nine holes or so. One of those was the host of The Chase, Bradley Walsh, and as these gentlemen know only too well, I'm a massive Chase geek, so I wasn't going to pass up the opportunity to speak to him. Here he is, Bradley Walsh on The Bunkered Podcast. Oh my word, I've been looking forward to this. Bradley Walsh, welcome to The Bunkered Podcast. Thank you so much. How are you? You're right. I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm doing well. Not quite as good as you because you're about to play Royal Liverpool a little bit later on in the Open yeah. Invitational. Later this week, the world's best golfers will be pegging it up. This time next week, someone will be winning the Claret Jug. What a treat. I know. Well, it is a treat, but I've got to say, it's it's quite frightening because we, we're here now. I've just seen... I didn't realise what a big deal it was. I honestly didn't. So I thought we were going to be playing. And this is absolutely true. I'm not winding you up. I thought it'd be like, we're going to play in an old... Like, you know, when you say, come and have a game of football with a load of ex-pros and it'll be like, say, Spurs' training ground instead of White Hart Lane. I imagine there was a little golf course next to Royal Liverpool that they let us loose on, but we're actually on the real deal. And all the stands <laughs> are up, everything's here. There's 10,000 people here. Uh, Phil Mickelson is just standing right behind me. <laughs> Tony Finau, 
um, <laughs> practicing their putts. And um, and I'm going to go and stand and also practice. It, 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 and there's, it's pointless because they're going to go, who's this dude? <laughs> yeah. Talk a good game. No right? pressure, eh? Absolutely no pressure oh, whatsoever. I can't be, yeah, but there's none. There is none. You know what I'm saying? There's no pressure. There's no expectations. Everyone knows I'm rubbish. Except these pros. They're going to look at me and go, he can't be on the tour, surely. He's a clown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny. Obviously, we, we know you from TV, and then I suppose mm. other people might think of your your football past as well. But yeah, you do yeah. love your golf, don't you? No, I really love it. I really, really love it. In actual fact, um, I will spend most of my a lot of the time of the year. I spend obviously in Portugal, and I live by all the golf courses there. So you know, oh, nice. I only really seriously only play in Portugal. I don't. I never play in England, so this is very rare for me. Uh, other than the couple of the tournaments I've played in down at Celtic Manor, yeah, and that was years back. So I don't. This is very unusual for me to play in England, and uh, and everyone here at Royal Liverpool, uh, the secretary and stuff, have been coming up to me and going, "You're looking forward to it," and I say, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know." And they go, "Well, it's it's not easy out there." Well, I'm a 16 handicapper. So I'm going to need about 30 shots around here, apparently. So <laughs> it's yeah, but I do love it, and I'll be I'll be glued to it on on the Thursday to start it all, the Open. I, I just love it. I think it's great. Ryder Cup, um, all of them, all of the, the great tournaments at Augusta. I just think that you know, it's a wonderful game. It's funny. I was, I was going to ask that. You know, obviously you play, but you watch it as well. So you will be like the rest of us sitting there glued watching the Open this weekend. Yeah, well, funny enough, we were just before we just had a bit of lunch before we come out for a practice. And here's the thing, right? I don't know about you, but what do you reckon? It'd be interesting, your listeners and anything. What do you reckon? Who could lift the jug Sunday? Because if the weather gets up here, do you know what I mean? Yes. If it gets a bit windy in the rain, it's windy right now. But if it gets windy, a bit of rain coming in and all the rest of it. I don't think I'm not being rude, but I don't think the Americans have got it in them, and the Australians that. You need someone who knows sort of weather that can really tell it. We were just talking like Tommy Fleetwood, someone who's a bit local, they know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I like Fleetwood. I've already said Ricky Fowler, though. I mean, yes, he's American, but I remember seeing him at the Walker Cup in 2007 in conditions quite like you're describing on a classic Lynx course, and my God, he was just unreal. Funny enough, we were just talking about... Um, one of the girl golfers here, uh, Catherine Newton, she plays mm. on plus four. The actress plays on plus four. Plus four? What? Plus four. And I'm not kidding. She's amazing. She's my captain today. She's only a youngster. She's like 25, 26. Um, yeah, and we were talking about that very thing. And Ricky Fowler, how good he'd be suited to this. So, yeah, I yeah. reckon yeah, a shot maybe him, but I, I think maybe one of the Brits, think, yeah. or an Irish player maybe. I don't know. Yeah, oh, it's going to be fascinating nonetheless. Tell me about your first memory of the Open Championship, Brad, if you wouldn't mind. Go, let's go Let's go back to sitting um, watching well, it as a kid. I, I, really, I really got into golf when I was first in summer season over in, um, in Cromer, in Norfolk. And I, was, and I played uh, Royal Cromer Golf Club. And um, I quite enjoyed it then. And uh, I remember the, the person who used to teach me to play became a lifelong friend. And he, hold, he held the course record there as a junior. And we were talking about the finer points of golf, et cetera, et cetera. So I really got into it then. That was sort of 1986, I reckon, when I was 26. I used to watch it then. Then all of a sudden I became a fervent uh, um, watcher of it all and follower. Get, I've got the app. I've got the open app. I've got all that sort of business now. <laughs> so I watch everything I can, and I watch it live the best I can every tournament. So time, even time zones, et cetera, et cetera. So I watch it all, and I'm really... 
I really love it. First memory would have been, I reckon, like the real good old days, Tom Watson. Oh, yeah. Lifting the trophy. Um, then you get people like Ballesteros come along as a young boy, and all of a sudden, it changes the whole whole game. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, yeah, and then you, you're glued to him. Do you know what I mean? I never met him. Would have loved to have met him. And um, so anything he did, I, I would I would watch. So I would say he was really the turning point. Even even as a having watched it as a youngster, I'd watch it on and off. As soon as Ballesteros come on the scene, I was glued. There was no stopping me then. You know, so brilliant. Absolutely. Obviously, you you've been in a lot of TV shows. You you, you host, as I said, the Chase, which we're coming to in a second, by the way. And <laughs> you, you you've tried the boards, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What's more nerve wracking? Standing there, getting ready to, to perform, or standing over a three-foot putt, downhill, breaking wildly from left to right, what gives you the bigger fear? Well, it, it depends. It depends, doesn't it? I've done what I do so long now. It's sort of second nature. Standing here, watching all the pros. I'm standing around the, uh, the practice green here now, and I'm watching all the pros. Um... I guess when I get on the tee, that's really going to be nervous. I'm fighting people are watching, and and if it was if there's if there's anything on it, you know what I mean? Like someone's if you've had a couple of quid on it or whatever it is, then that is nerve wracking. So it must be terrifying for the pros. Oh yeah, coming up the you're coming up the 18th. You're talking about that sort of scenario for a pro, and he, you know, you've got like you've got like the rest of your life's reputation resting on that. Could you? We can't imagine that tension or. Or how they can not grip, grip the club so they put dents in the grip. I don't know how they do that. So, and I guess it's horses for courses. But yeah, um, uh, I would say golf all day long. Yeah. Passing, seeing <laughs> off in front of a crowd. Yeah, I, standing I, in a studio to talk and doing what I do is like just like falling off a log, isn't it? Right now. <laughs> Same as you. Same as you, though, isn't it? You know, you do what you do, and then that. You know what you know how to do it. That's it. That's exactly it. And you know what? So we'll, we'll finish up with the chase because Bradley, I was meant to be on it. So a few years ago, I auditioned, passed it all, and I got a phone call from the producers saying we'd like you to come on next month. Here's the dates. We'll see you down there. And I had to say no because Why? it coincided with the due date of my firstborn. So I couldn't miss that. And then of course it was two weeks late, so I could have made it. But after all, but you know, so. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely gutted. She cost me potentially thousands then, and she's been costing me thousands ever since. But I love her to bits. So what you've I want got to, to come, you've got to come on it again then. You oh, have to come on. yeah. Listen, I'd love to. As I say, I watch every single episode without fail. It's on Sky Plus. Uh, but brilliant. what I want to do very quickly, we've got just one minute thirty left of our allotted time. So I'm going to turn the tables on you. You're going to get your own golf cash builder. So let's see how you get on. Your time, Bradley, starts now. What number, spelled differently, do golfers shout as a warning to fellow players? Four. Correct. If a birdie is one under and an eagle is two under, what is the word for three under? Albatross. Correct. What golf course has hosted the Open Championship most often? Um, St Andrews. Correct. In which decade did Jack Nicholas win the first of his three Open titles? Uh, 60s. Correct. What item of clothing was the prize for winning the Open prior to the introduction of the claret jug? Uh, a jacket. Oh, no, belt. What words can be used to refer to a piece of pizza or a golf shot that curves wildly from one side to the other? Fly. Correct. Who was the first golfer to be ranked number one on the official World Golf Rankings, Seve or Bernard Langer? 
Stevie. It was Bernard Langer. And what <sighs> century was golf first played in the links at St Andrews? Oh, cracky. I think. Ah, no, it was 15 minutes of time up. But let's look. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six thousand pounds, Bradley. That's not bad. Above average. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which chaser would you not want to face about golf, do you reckon? Oh, crikey. All of them. They're so, they're so, <laughs> they're so, they're so clever. Uh, but the, the one I'd have most fun with is the Dark Destroyer, Sean Wallace. We love, we have a laugh being him. Oh, yeah. my God. He makes me howl. He's, oh, like, me, he's like my brother from another mother. <laughs> he absolutely. And he does a lot of global travelling, you know, so and he always sends me photographs of where he is and stuff like that. And we stay in touch when we're not filming. So he's like a real great pal. He's a good pal. He's oh, fantastic. Brilliant. Well, if I, ever, if I ever get on the show, then hopefully I'll get to take him on. But we'll see. I've probably blown it now by thank telling you. you. <laughs> Brilliant. Bradley, thank you so much for your time. Absolute yeah, pleasure right. talking to you and enjoy the Open Championship. Thank you, Ray. God bless. Massive thank you to Bradley. What an absolute gentleman. I can't believe I got to quiz the ultimate quizzer. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like life has come full circle for me right now. I may as well put a full stop on it, hand in my notice, enjoy the rest of the week, lads. I'm done. K- ch- chill, chill. I still have to do you're right, you're all right, you're all right. Yeah. But thank you to Bradley, thank you to the team at the RNA for setting that up. Alex, are you much of a quizzer? I love a quiz. When I when during lockdown, I was the family, the Perry family quiz master. Do you know who won the Open in 1988? <laughs> <laughs> do you? Yeah, I do know. <laughs> Bryce, you, you, you've got to be in your bonnet about quizzes. And no, I don't like quizzes. I like pub quizzes. Can't be bothered. My pals go, nope, not interested. I don't like pub quizzes now because everyone just cheats because they've got smartphones. Yeah. Back in yeah. the day, I used to love them, but now... No, I don't just... like pub quizzes. Don't like, like, you want to go and play pool in pubs and things like that? I'm not interested. You know when you, you know when you're at a pub quiz and you see you see someone come back from the toilet and then they sit down at the yeah, table yeah, and they yeah, go yeah. oh and it's like you've obviously just gone to the toilet and looked at your yeah, phone like cheating. come on come yeah. on that's Play not fair right. I bet you Patrick Reed does that <laughs> speaking of Patrick Reed here Scotland's Connor signed for company in the opening two rounds here at Royal Liverpool he's not a cheat he's not a cheat lawyers Larry Clayman shut up calm down leave me alone but if you want to know all of the tea times for the opening couple of rounds. Go to bunker.co.uk. We've got all the details that you need. Bryce, you are heading up the road on Wednesday. You're bidding farewell. Was oh, that a flying visit? Yes, some of us have got, actually got work to do. We go to print this yes, week. Yes, and others are Bryce. Yes, we're going to print this week, we so are, I'll be yeah. putting the magazine to press while you're swanning about eating muffins and drinking coffee. No muffins today, I noticed. There, there wasn't any muffins, but there no was muffins. a lovely chocolate brownie, which I got stuck into. Nice. Oh, actually, I know the one you mean. I haven't had it today. I didn't even see it. I saw it last year. Proper melt-in-the-mouth yeah. stuff. Really good. <laughs> melt-in-the-mouth. This is important, this content, it's isn't it? all the details that people want to know. <laughs> Alex, you're sticking around it's with me. It's quite graphic. Me, you, and Ben, that Welsh-slash-Canadian Ben, will be sticking around for the, the rest of the week. So, before we go, it's the last time we'll get to ask you this, Bryce. You have already put your money where your mouth is as we agreed on the on the preview podcast and you are backing Victor Hovland to win have you seen his outfits yeah Jay Linderberg I don't I, I have to say I don't dislike them the problem is they're probably not going to be seen because this week is going to be about waterproofs yes so, suspect you're right so there's a lot of a there's going to be a heavy waterproof game 
And that reminds me, I need to go and spend another £50 in the merch tent because I want that yellow, the open brolly. Oh, really? Yeah, you've seen, seen the brolly, the yellow one. Class. Well, so I need that. I, well, I won't hold you back on you going to do that. Crack on. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll do it tomorrow. Do right. I mean, after the weather forecast today, they have probably sold out. I yeah, think probably. You're going to be very lucky I've to get one. out on that one. And could I just add, I'm delighted that we have finished the podcast and the workies who are in the media centre <laughs> with us and making a lot of noise, slamming doors, have just left. So, <laughs> perfect timing all round, gents. Bryce, thank you for your time. Safe travels home. Enjoy the rest of the open week from the comfort of your own living room. Is that it? You don't want me back on? I mean, I can... We'll see how desperate we as the week goes on. No. It's fine. Just no. use Alex. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But we will be bringing on some other special guests Excellent. just as soon as I find them and ask them if they want to come on. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, Alex, you're going to be busy over the next few days. Thank you for your time as well. And thank you to you for listening. Remember, bunker.co.uk for all of the latest news and action reaction as it happens here at Hoylake and follow us on social media if you aren't already. We'll be back again this time tomorrow. Until then, bye-bye for now.